What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast. Leader Johnson on Fire Leader Sports Podcast, man. We are here. Talk some Eagles, man. Yeah. Talk some Eagles. What are we hearing? Nigga, Nolan Smith is the man. So is Jalen Carter. He's breaking sleds. Nolan Smith is looking super athletic, more muscled up. Um, it's a lot of things to be said about the Eagles and what's going on in OTAs. But the first thing that we, we launched it off with is the Philadelphia Eagles that could have been. Chip Kelly chopping down the block. Oh, my gosh, man. Just so much to get on. Uh, Michael Vick was basically put on that team by Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb went to Andy Reid and said, yo, bring Vick here. Where do we go? We can go a lot of places, man. Um, we'll keep it long and, and, and long and short at the same time. Uh, Michael Vick, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Deshaun Jackson, McCoy, all had career years before they were took out. I'm talking about this was the most confusing thing in Philadelphia Eagles history. You know, you got Michael Vick, you got um, all of them had, like I said, the Sean Jackson career years, Macklin career year. We're talking about top 100 players in the league, both of them, Jackson and, and Macklin and McCoy. We're talking about top 100 players in the league. Michael Vick, unbelievable 2010 year. Looking at a guy that could have been called the MVP that year. Came through all types of, I mean, it was the best story in in football. How, how Vick beat the odds and how Vic became a star again. I mean, he was unbelievable that year. These guys were killing McCoy, all of them. That offense, you know, you got Zach Ertz around there. Around the 2008 year when Donald McNabb went back, the Eagles went back to the NFC Conference Championship with McCoy, with Macklin, with Ertz, with Jackson. All of them. And then, you know, as you see, um, Eagles started to decline, 09, and then 2010 came. And then the Eagles was unbelievable, man. You're talking about a team. That's how you build a team with a one, two, three. You know, offensive line is always solid in, in, in the league for the Eagles. Every year, I mean, think about it. The years they had Hank Fraley, the years they had Jermaine Mayberry, the years they had Artis Hicks. I mean, they had so many different – they always had a good offensive line, even before Stalin came around. They always had a solid, one of the best offensive lines in football. Then Stalin came and just went to the next level. Jackson, Macklin – I mean, you look at Macklin, he signed with the Chiefs. He did a – he had a Pro Bowl year left. He had Pro Bowl year left. He had Pro Bowl years left. So did Jackson, who who went on to Washington, signed a contract, got down at Washington. Look at McCoy. He went to Buffalo. 
got down with Buffalo. Won two rings. You know, I know the one ring with Tampa Bay wasn't there, but he still had a 400-yard, over 400-plus yard or 4.6 yards per carry at at Kansas City when he won his first ring. So we're talking about what if you keep – I'm just going to say this, and I'm just going to be unbelievably real with the Philadelphia Eagles fans. What if you keep Andy Reid, man? Just stop being so, you know, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia fan base does have a weakness. Sometimes you see a person just like Markel Fultz. You think too hard. You think too quick. He's gone. Before you even let a 19-year-old guy develop, you say, oh, man, what happened to his arm? What happened? It wasn't his fault. In this case, you run Andy Reid out, who ends up winning two more Super Bowls. And we did win one with Doug Peterson. But we could have won the same thing. I mean, look what happened with Patrick Mahomes. Listen, Michael Vick was doing what he could do, and then the injuries came. You know, around that same time, Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, the best quarterback to ever play this game. Yes, yes, you can say that. The most talented, no question. Right now, you can't call him the best because Tom Brady has the resume. But talent-wise, there's no, there has been no quarterback more talented in, in history of football. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 41. I've watched my first quarterback I loved was Randall Cunningham. The quarterback I learned most about was guys like Joe Namath and Joe Montana and John, Johnny Unitas and Dan Fouts. All these guys you're hearing about, Archie Manning. I learned about all these guys film to learning and then you you start okay the best quarterback of all time most talented is Patrick Mahomes can you call him the greatest he still got to play some more time man I mean if he ended his career right now would you call him the greatest I still couldn't call him the greatest I'm sorry this is resume is everything but talent wise there's no quarterback in history more talented than Patrick Mahomes man it's like it's like um LeBron James coming in you had to you had to be real about it. You had to let him get some resume first. After he beat the Warriors down 3-1, I said, oh, he Jordan ain't got that. Jordan ain't never did that. Jordan ain't never went to another team. It's harder when you go to another team because chemistry, I don't care who you stack up, they have to play together. Jordan was comfortable with Pippen. He was comfortable with Jackson. And they did it. That's it. He never got broke out his comfortable streak. When you saw how good Jordan was, when he went to Washington to score 20 a game, but then you look at LeBron James at his age and what he's doing. It just it just over exceeds everything that Jordan did, LeBron did. The only thing he ain't did was win more rings. And then you see people saying the greatest athlete ever is Tom Brady, some people, because he won more rings than Jordan. No, he's not a better athlete than Michael Jordan. Are you crazy? This man never, listen, in that Super Bowl, it proved it. He couldn't catch the ball. He's not a runner. Like, you know, he, listen, in that Super Bowl against the Eagles, it proved it. Like, no, you're not a better athlete than Michael Jordan. You didn't even have to see the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, just to let people see. Look, he didn't even catch the ball. Just catching the ball. The, the Eagles went back, and you threw it to people, and the Philly special came out. So, yeah, man. Unbelievable. So now let's talk about this Eagles team that could have been. And the only reason I bring them up is because of the Eagles now. Look at the Eagles now, man. 
Like it's hard to know where you, where's the sense in all this. I mean, you had good offensive linemen, you know, even Mathis. You had Kelsey getting drafted, Ertz getting drafted in 2013. You know, you started getting a building block of players. You know, uh, Matthews was good around that time coming in. They ended up starting letting certain draft picks just take over, you know, uh, Kelly did, you know. Macklin was one of the best receivers in football at the time, man. Top 100 player. Not only that, top 100 player. So was Jackson. So was McCoy. McCoy led the league in rushing in 2013. Like, what are you doing? I don't even, listen, it's one thing to get in there and say, look, this is my offense. But it's not. It's one thing to be blind and realize these are the players you need for your offense. Jackson's fast. Macklin's fast. You know, McCoy can do everything you're talking about. Then you sit in there and the, the first thing that happens, you know, Vic, uh, he does what he does. Uh, he comes in there 2010, 2011. It's a different year, 8-8. Eight eight. Um, years got different, 2012, 2013. Like, years got different, but you're building your team. Uh, Nick Foles, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions one year. Then they get Mark Sanchez one year. After that, after Nick Foles does what he does, they're getting that Mark Sanchez because they don't believe in what they have. Um, Nick Foles threw 27 touchdowns a year. It's one thing to say you don't have what you what you have. You look at Mark Sanchez. He wants a guy with, with feet. I just feel like, whoa, who was you drafting? You know, Marcus Mariota was a guy they were looking at. They didn't even draft him. Like, it was just total confusion. Uh, pace of the game was real fast, you know, for certain. I mean, super fast. He wanted to be like he was at Oregon. Just wasn't right. Now you look at this team. Let's just talk about the judging. Um, like I said, um, Macklin, Jackson, if, if you didn't watch – it was a year Selleck had 800 yards receiving. It was a year Cooper had 800 yards receiving. Like, he didn't know what he wanted to do. If you didn't watch the Philadelphia Eagles from 2008 all the way to 2013 and 14, you don't know who nobody's talking about. The dream team year. The So much of what's going on was crazy. So I, I, I'm a little bit more different on what I'm talking about as far as the Eagles this year. Like I said, we're just trying to add it all up. Buddy Ryan in the years when he had Clyde Simmons getting 19 sacks and Reggie White getting the same and then Jerome Brown getting the same. And you got Mike Golick in the, in the middle. And you got Seth Joyner. You got Byron Evans. You got William Thomas. You got um, Ben Smith. You got Eric Allen. You got Wes Hawkins. You got Andre Waters. You got all these guys on this team. And then you then then you go back to to me the best looking offense I've ever ever seen the Eagles have was the one I'm talking about with Michael Vick those couple of years with Michael Vick Deshaun McCoy even if you want to take the quarterback away because you, you know you had Nick Nick Foles coming there and have a great season you had the the 2010 Michael Vick year you know you had those years but even through the Mark Sanchez times Macklin through all these quarterbacks changing Macklin. Jackson, McCoy stayed elite every time. Why well, you think they pissed right now? McCoy said, you took, McCoy and Jackson, you took a dream team. This was the team that could have won the championship. You keep those guys. You don't, you, you look at the Eagles now with Brown and Smith. You don't trade two guys. And look, they both had a thousand yards. The same, the same thing happened with Macklin and Jackson. 
This is the best dynamic receiving duo since Macklin and Jackson. I mean, if you look at Philadelphia Eagles history, even Barnett and, and Williams didn't produce like them. Shoot, Barnett had one Pro Bowl. Williams was solid. He was always solid. Eagle legend. Always, but he wasn't Devontae Smith. He wasn't Macklin or Jackson. He wasn't any of them. He was just Calvin Williams. But Brent Selleck had great years in Philadelphia, almost 1,000 yards some years. Avante, Jason Avant, Riley Cooper, all these guys had great years with Philly. Had, you know, so, you know, some years was just solid and some years was real good. You know, when he was a Chip Kelly favorite, Riley Cooper. You know, Jason Avant had good years. And I think Kelly, Kelly looked at the team and he just tried to assemble his own. He already had answers right there, but he wanted to do it himself without other people, without even, I think, the Reed part. Him not wanting Reed's players, that's what it looked like because he was just, everybody was going. Everybody was going. Even Vic was going, um, running, but everybody was leaving. He wanted to put his own players in there. It just didn't work. Didn't work. He should have just went what he had. I mean, nobody gets to get a team like that. You very seldom do you see a team that walks into a team that's already talented. And Philadelphia has some disappointing years, they four and twelve and stuff, so eight and eight with the talent they had. They just had to get it together. And Chip Kelly had that. And messed it up. No question. Messed it up. This team, like I said, you look at the team that was there. From when, all the way from 2010 to 2013. When they had Macklin, when Macklin, Jackson, and McCoy was there. That's, that's he had Brent Selleck. Uh, Zach Ertz came in 2013. From 2010 to 2013, even 2014, you can do that. That team. That team. Deshaun McCoy. That's how good this offense is. And you're talking about, well, you want to talk about, oh, well, the offensive line. In 2012, they had Even Mathis, Ty Harriman's, Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters. They had a good, solid offensive line that could block passing, running. This was the start of the Kelsey era, you know. Kelsey came and immediately improved how good he was. And you just have to look at it, man. Um, you can't really compare this offensive line unit, period, backups to Philadelphia. Didn't, you know, they starters with their starters and guys stay healthy. This line got to its elite part. This is when it started. I mean, it was good lines. It was good lines in 2005. Eagles have always had solid lines for a long time. Ever since, you know, not when Buddy Ryan was around, co-tight, in between. But once Andy Reid got here, the lines started getting good. Started getting solid and solid enough to win Super Bowls and go to Super Bowls and win divisions and go to conference championships. But 2013, I feel like. 2013, I feel like they built their most. It started even Mathis. Uh, Lane Johnson was drafted with with Peters on the other side. To me, is the best tackle tandem they've ever had. Period. You talk about uh, Ryan and Thomas all you want. 
but Lane Johnson, Jason Peters were different monsters. Look at Lane Johnson now where Peters gone. Look when Peters was there. He was a total, I mean, he impacted the whole offense. He was dominant. I, I still don't think there's a better tackle ever to ever play. You're talking about Larry Allen, all these other guys that could, could, could play. Jason Peters was phenomenal. And then you took if even Mathis, Ty Harriman's with Jason Kelsey. That was probably one of the best lines you're ever going to see. You look at Harriman's, he was 6'6 playing guard. Mathis was one of the best, you know. But once, you know, you got to the um, Super Bowl that they won, uh, guys like Brandon Brooks was better. Um, Jason Kelsey had gotten better. In 2013, that was Chelsea's second year, and that was Lane Johnson's rookie year. So they did two back-to-back good draft uh, drafts in a row. Um, now you go to this team. It's like, like I say, it's like putting. If, if if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, I would pick 2010. 2010 offense with the the 1991 defense. That's how this just the potential of this team. I mean. No doubt, even the future of it, not just the players. These guys are young, man. You know, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean and Kelly Ringo are only going to get better and better. You can you can have your doubts all you want, but the same as people can have their doubts, you can have your ups about these type of players. These guys are on Sidney Brown getting so much love and, and credibility on how good he is and how he's going to be a starter. I, I think it's, I don't know if he'll be a starter this year, but he's going to end up being a starter. Like, he's going to be the future of this team. Keely Ringo will be a cornerback the future of this team. The exciting part is looking at uh, how good Eagles develop um, undrafted free agents. I mean, Eli Ricks, until I see him not make this team as the future cornerback, I don't know about this year. He could be the practice squad. But how many guys are you going to get just as talented as Eli Ricks? You got Mario Goodrich and Josh Job last year, good pickups. But you got even better with Eli Ricks. It's crazy. Like, Eli Ricks is a different talent. Him and Ringo could be the future star. You look at Greedy Williams. Uh, Zach McPherson looks like the slot future. Greedy Williams is good depth. A guy that can go in there and start right away. You still got Justin Evans. A guy that can start right away at safety, but you still got Brown learning. Like, it's a real good base of defense. and It's not even being looked at. Like, the guys that can teach other guys, guys that were hurt and don't have the pressure on them of trying to prove anything. You go in there, you learn, you develop, and you got guys like Terrell Edmonds and and Reed Blankenship in case, I mean, either either Evans, Evans can win or he can sit back and develop and look solid. You know, he's young. You got Reed Blankenship, you got Terrell Edmonds. I mean, if you're looking at who's going to, who could start right away, that's who you throw in there. Then you got Kevon Wallace as a backup in case... Brown and, 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 you know, Evans ain't ready right now. But Evans is right there. You have four guys that can start. It's going to be something to see how those safeties turn out, who makes it. Uh, cornerbacks. Easy, man. Greedy Williams is a beast. He, he can do what he do. He can easily be somewhere and be a starter if he stays, you know, healthy and around. But right now it's not proven. But the talent is there. The talent is there. You get greedy. You got Zach McPherson who can play the slot next to um, Avante Maddox. You got Josiah Scott. All these guys around for the slot. But then you also got outside guys like Greedy Williams and Keely Ringo. And, you know, guys like Josh Joe, who's used to that. Mario Goodrich on the practice squad. 
Eli Ricks. This is going to be a real because these are guys who have been winners. They've been number one corners on their college successful, very successful, competitive NFL developmental programs. Alabama, Clemson, LSU. Like these are guys who dance in the national championship. These guys know what it takes to win. So you put all these guys in there for camp. This is going to be good. This is the best I've seen the cornerback, uh, you know, get, get stacked up. Now, the only thing that's the question on this team is linebacker. Only not production, just depth. I think Morrow. Nobody's looking at how good Morrow can be. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, eleven tackles against the Eagles when he played them. One tackle for loss. He's he had, he had over a hundred tackles. He had eleven tackles for loss. You're talking about a guy's gonna come right in, a young player. Then you got N'Kobe Dean, who's unquestionably now you look at it, he's the leader of the defense. They're, they're giving him the green dot, so he's a guy that can make the calls, make the plays. They're, they're making him a leader. They have big expectations of him coming in, and it has to be like that because you ain't grabbed these guys for nothing. The expectations of these guys is for nothing. It ain't, it ain't for nothing. So you got Dean, you got Morrow. Now, Nolan Smith has been played everywhere. Of course you play a guy like that everywhere. He has the speed. He has the athleticism. You try to see what he can do. And he, listen, Nolan Smith is going to get that time. He's going to get time this year. Um and then you got Hassan Reddick. Those those are the four linebackers I look at. That's like crazy. Then you look at Sean Bradley, who's an unbelievable special team. But I think he makes the team because you know you need special teams. You're, you're you're acquiring guys to see now on the backup depth. You look at that second, but special teams does everything. And you got guys the, the guy from Michigan State. They got a practice squad with the speed. Uh, Davion Taylor. No, a linebacker, Patrick Johnson. All these, Patrick Johnson was an edge rusher. Who makes it? I, that's my most confusing. Who makes it on the depth side? You know, if somebody gets hurt, who do you put in there? You got to look at if they can play both. You got to look, okay, he can play on the field. Can he do practice squad? You get to, I think the play on the field is the thing that goes first, but then you look at, can they do special teams after that? Now, now you got all three of these guys can play, but which one's the better special team? You know what I'm saying? They need, if you can't play special team, that takes you out of that equation as a backup because they don't need you to start right now. So you have to be able to do both. My thing is, if you're a better special teamer than a starter, you could be the second guy on this to even play. You know, you could that, that could decide everything when you making the team. But this team is just Nolan Smith, Nicobe Dean, um, Nicholas Morrow and Hassan Reddick. That is that is ridiculous right now. Looking at their four, the potential of their four. Morrow just had a, we ain't talking about a rookie. We're talking about a guy who had 100 tackles and 11, and 11 tackles for loss. Then you got Hassan Reddick who just had 16 sacks last year. You're being optimistic about how bad they can do. Nicobe Dean was rated as a top 10 pick. You're being optimistic if you're saying the bad things. No, Lola Smith was number one in the car. I keep saying that. The Eagles got a gem to get a guy like that. It's like a Brian Bressy um, was recently drafted. He was the number one prospect overall in 2020. Nola Smith was number one. Both these guys were number one draft picks. Both these guys were projected as top 10 picks. So uh, the defensive line is super stacked. Marlon Tuopolotu is coming back. Uh, Milton Williams. Uh, Taron Jackson, I think, makes the team as a defensive end. He was there already. You already know the defensive scheme. Whether they're changing it or not, we'll see what happens. 
this is a thing to look at, you know, uh, for guys like Terrence Jack, this is a new defensive coordinator. But I think he makes it. Um, he's been there before. He's been around the team. Um, Joshua, Brandon Graham, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Contavious Street. They're loaded, man. Then you talk about guys that could make it um, like Noah Ellis. You got Christian Ellis. I mean, these are some guys you have to look at. Janarius Robinson. These are all guys with talent and potential that could make this line. What makes it good is that it's no rush. I mean, realistically, you got Cox Carter and, and um, let's go with Cox Carter and Davis. And you still got Sweat, Graham, and Williams. Then you still got Catavius Street and Tua Peloto. This is a depth. That, that is depth. That is straight depth. The only guy you lose last on that line, which is big or whatever, but it's one guy. It's Hargrave, Javon Hargrave. We know Sue and Joseph are gone, but they're not as big. You got all your starters basically back. One guy's not back. Then you talk about T.J. Edwards and Kazan uh, White going, but you still have a rookie. This is is not a rookie. It's just not a rookie. This is a guy that could have been anywhere else in the top 10, and you got him. So that's a – that that means you solved that. The same thing with Hargrave. I know they're rookies. You can't be optimistic about them being rookies, but look at their level and their, their ceiling as rookies. Carter is a generational talent to replace Hargrave. That's crazy. Nolan Smith, you got you got a duplicate of Hassan Reddick. The guy who just had 16 sacks and was basically cheated off a of nominate. He should have definitely at least been in a category for defensive player of the year, man. Because not only did he have the sacks, his team was one of the best top two teams in the league. He was cheated. So this is huge, huge for this team. You, you get you a cornerback. Like, it was a lot of talk, oh, they're going to get a cornerback. Sometimes it was in the first round. They get one in the fourth. A guy who was a top 20 type of are – we, are, we, are we listening to what the Eagles have done? Looking at the offensive line, I just named the offensive line that had even Memphis, Ty Harriman's, Chasing Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jason Peter. That, that offensive line is just Jordan Malata and uh, J- Lane Johnson, man, they, we don't even have to say much because either they was a Pro Bowl starter or a Pro Bowl alternate last year on the offensive line, all five. And then you're looking at the depth that Stalin has accumulated through the years now. Looking at him now, you look at the depth now, Yeah, he really built his – he built it because Malata and all those guys, Malata was a, a, what, a, a very late round pick. <laughs> Then you got Jason Kelsey there. You got Lane Johnson there. Brandon Brandon Brooks leaves. You get a Landon Dickinson. Samala leaves. You got Cam Jurgens. You can only be hyped for who, whoever steps in there because Stalin is always right. He's always right about a, up and, or a line or a guy to put in there for a starting position or on depth. Anybody he has on their whole line where there's depth or starting is, you have to trust him because he's done it. 
It's the reason why they went to the championship. The reason why they, they won a championship. Because Stalin, he's one of the top two reasons. Because if you don't have nobody blocking for running or for when you pass the ball, you're not going anywhere. So, huge. Let's do this again. The Buddy Ryan defense with the 2010 to 2013 offense. I mean, you got to go from 91 to... 93, or you can go from 89 to, you know, 91 with the defense. When that defense was a terror, those years it was a terror. The Eagles have that type of defense. Now, last year, you know, like I said, you have to be, you have to be real, you know. Epps left. Johnson's gone. White's gone. Edwards is gone. And so is Hargrave. But they still have monsters on their team. The potential of what they become could make them better than the team we're talking about. Jalen Carter. You you talk about Jerome Brown. Jalen Carter. Jesus. It's like they compare him to Brown and Sapp. Nolan Smith. They compare him to a guy that's already on their way at 16 sacks. Nicole Dean. The hyper level of him. He has a green dot. Chili Ringo, number four in the country as a prospect. Not as a cornerback, as a prospect. 6-2, runs a 4-3. We're talking super, super talent. The um, the Chip Kelly thing that happened, yes, I, I believe it could have been a Super Bowl. Somewhere in there, it, whoever was getting hurt at quarterback, if if Andy Reid would have coached that team with Nick Foles doing what he did, they would have won a Super Bowl. Um, he wouldn't have traded those guys. Philadelphia would have been winning and wouldn't have been in the, in the turmoil that they was in. And you can see because when Doug Peterson came, man, he didn't have to do much. He did one year, next year, then he was – he was in the Super Bowl. It wasn't even take long at all. That's how you know Chip Kelly messed up. Because when he came there, when he came and got that team, he instantly went to the won a division championship. He didn't have to he didn't have to go look for too many players at all. You already had a team. And then he just dissected them. So then the players that were left, Doug Peterson did what he could do. Because Doug Peterson really had the tough job. Not not Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly had a team. Doug Peterson had a tough job. And he had to get players together, and he did. He got a number one. He got a quarterback. He got a quarterback that can get him to the Super Bowl. He had a backup quarterback that can finish the job. He went and got a top receiver in Alshon Jeffrey. He got a top second receiver in Torrey Smith. He had two, uh, two, two tight ends. He didn't trade them. Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz. He had a he had Jack uh, J- Jason Kelsey. He had Jason Peters. He had um, Lane Johnson. He didn't trade them. Like. He, the players he had there that was already good, he recognized it. He just was a good coach. That hurts to this day for the Eagle fans, for Deshaun McCoy, who's also a Pennsylvania bred to be gone. Deshaun Jackson, super exciting, gone. Jeremy Macklin. We're talking about first-round draft picks, right? Jeremy Macklin was a first-round draft pick out of California. I mean, excuse me. Missouri, Deshaun Jackson was out of California. Um, 
what they did and how productive they both were, Macklin's an eagle legend. I don't care what no one says. He he came and he did his job. So listen, man. About to end this. Just want you to know this team has the potential to be even more dominant than last year. For the simple fact that they're young. And 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 they're and they're getting thrown into the fire with their potential. And their potential is limitless. They can actually, Jalen Hurts' potential is limitless. You got two receivers that people are going to have to, you know, it's hard to plan for receivers, two receivers every game. Then you got Dallas Goddard, who still hasn't got the respect yet. They're going to realize how much of a problem he is because they're going to forget about him with two receivers. Then you got the the problem they're not going to realize is that Swift and Gainwell are going to be problems catching the ball. You're going to have to pay attention to him. It's too many weapons just right there. Don't talk about Quiz Watkins or Lomity or don't talk about none of them guys. We're not even going to talk about Rashad Penny and Boston Scott. We're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Gainwell, Swift, Brown, Smith, and Goddard. Before we get to Dan Arnold or Quiz Watkins or Lomity, these are the other weapons that are going to be able to eat. That's why I tell people like, this is a different team on offense. This is a very different team than last year. Like, experience is the big key because they get another year together and then you get other guys added in. That is, it's going to be ridiculous. The offense is going to be fun. Very fun. Now, defense, it, it has to be proven, but as far as a ceiling, there is no ceiling. People said, I don't think they can get 100 100 uh, well, well, the sacks they got last year. How come? Okay. 11 was gone from the hard grade. I guess that comes from not thinking that Graham can get 10 or not thinking Cox can get 7, not thinking Sweat can get 12 again. I, I guess that's where that comes from. Edwards wasn't a big sack guy, but he got a couple. White wasn't a big sack guy, but he got a couple. What makes you think Dean can't get a couple? He can rush the passer. Nolan Smith is a new guy. Jalen Carter is in there. Jason Davis is in there. These are all guys you're going to look at. Okay, we say we're going to miss the tackles, 100 tackles. Morrow had over 100 tackles. Put him in Edward. He wasn't in the Eagles defense. Edwards thrived in this defense. The same thing with every acquisition they got last year had career years. So what makes you think that this defense is not going to be just as potent with more talent? The only thing you can question is that these guys are young. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are young guys, and you got to see them do it. But it's going to be fun. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um, do your thing. This is the Eagle Podcast, man. It's been a good, good. I mean, Zach McPherson's doing good for Penn State fans. Um, putting them in a the slot. I'm out of here, y'all. Follow the leader. I'm passing. I'm passing. I can take a phrase that's really good. Now it's a daily word. Now it's a daily word. Hell of an arm. Hell of an arm. Rock Kimmel.